cousin your brother your uncle your nephew it's jordan and i'm here with my second third 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 episode on this series did god's voice cause hell in my life for those that are not or haven't listened to this podcast just yet i want you to go back Listen to the first two podcasts. The first one is just a little bit about myself. The second one is giving you about, is talking to you about what am, what are you talking about, Jordan? The guy's voice calls hell in my life. So I want you to, if you haven't heard the first one, stop this video right now and go back to the very first podcast. Now, for my frequent listeners, I'm so glad you decided to, out of your day, you decided, you know what? I'm going to play Jordan's podcast today. And guess what? I appreciate that. And I speak blessings on you. Um, Wow. It has been a journey. It's only been a week. And I feel like this has been such an amazing journey already, y'all. I'm just excited about what God is getting ready to do. And I'm going to be quite honest with you. When I listen to these podcasts, I hate hearing myself swallow. So when you hear me take a pause, that means I'm trying to swallow easily because I hate when people smack. So I'm trying to avoid that at all costs because this microphone pick up every little sound. All right. Listen. You heard that pause or whatever. Okay, y'all, this is this has been crazy. I'm excited about what this podcast is about. So as you may know, on the first episode, I simply talked about when I heard God's voice and he told me to come out of the cave. And when I was sinning, he told me to come out of the cave. I eventually came out of the cave because the Lord spoke to me again and asked me, so this is how you're going to live your life now. Because I was sinning. He asked me that question. See, God, I'm going to pause, take a commercial break. God lets us make decisions. If God wanted to, he can literally, I heard a pastor once say, he can literally operate us as if we were puppets. But God literally lets us make decisions on our own because he wants us to trust him. He wants us to learn. He wants us to grow. He wants us to benefit from the decisions that we make. And we must know that because of the decisions you make, there are consequences. So God was reminding me, Jordan, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So he reminded me, Jordan, if you continue to live this life full of sin, the wages of sin, so the price that you pay when you sin is simply death. But the gift of God, I can give you this gift, which is eternal life, life everlasting with me. Man, if you didn't know, now you know. 
That was good right there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right, so I'm going to dig right into this next episode. So I talked about how after I came, I went on this spiritual retreat and I literally started living my life for God again. I started eliminating sin out of my life the best way I knew how. started detaching myself away from people around me that caused me to sin and fall. And, and, and I started to actually pursue God again. Well, when I decided to do that, y'all, I was currently at, I was at an elementary school, um, as a third grade intern. So I was there every single day. Um, I was, I would consider myself one of the greatest interns they ever had. And I'm trying to say that with as much humility as I can. Y'all, I enjoyed my internship. I enjoyed my students. I worked at a predominantly black um, high poverty, low income area. So I could relate to the students. For those that don't know me and my family, before we moved or when we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, we actually were in the hood. We was in neighborhoods like that. All black neighborhoods, you know, I've housed, I've, we've had houses that got broken into. We have been in the black community. We have been in low income areas and all most of you know low and this is getting off subject, but most of you know low income areas have to deal with a lot of high, like the crime rate is pretty high. Long story short, I was at a school and I wanted to give back to people that had the similar or the same background as me. I would say the God has blessed me and my family. We are no longer like whatever you consider the hood to be. Now, if you're from Charlotte, I'm going to tell you something. We lived off of North Tryon, then over there near Hidden Valley, and then we moved all the way, not all the way, but we moved to Freedom on Glenwood. Now, if you're from Charlotte, you know you get off on 85, X 35. You better be careful over there. But we moved over there, and then we moved from there. We moved all over Charlotte or whatever. You heard that, Paul. <laughs> and so um, we moved and God has blessed my family so much and abundantly. Uh, my parents, you know, they're good. We're good. So God is good. And it's so good to see how God would turn ashes into beauty. So that I'm going to take another commercial break. I want to encourage somebody that no matter what your situation looks like now, God is the one that creates. He's the one that fix and 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 he put the piece the pieces of the puzzle together within due time. So with God's time and everything is perfect. So I'm excited about your future because when you trust and lean on God, he can do his word says in Ephesians the exceedingly the abundantly and above all you can ask or think. Hallelujah. So where was I going with that? I worked in a high poverty, low income area. So a lot of my students, I dealt, we dealt with uh, some students coming home uh, or coming to school with issues and problems at home. And we dealt with some students with high behavioral issues. We dealt with a lot of things. However, I thoroughly enjoyed my internship. I learned from one of the greatest mentors in the world. My, my mentor teacher was amazing. Tasha Key, if you 
ever listen to this podcast, just know I will always speak highly of you because you taught me so much when it comes to education. So I was in a classroom, me and Miss Key, we were working with our students. And eventually, because I'm an elementary education major, I had to eventually take on the entire classroom. So I was teaching lessons um, from 7.30 to 3 o'clock. You know, Miss Key would help me, obviously. But I was teaching lessons every day. She graced me with her class. She trusted me with her students, okay? And so I'm still young. And at recess, I'm going somewhere with this. At recess, a lot of people that follow me on Snapchat would see. And I promise you, I'm not saying any of these things to um, be prideful or happy about. But I'm telling you, key thing I learned from my mistakes. Um, at recess, I will post my students. And granted, for those that know in education, you sign a code of ethics and a contract stating that, listen, I will not post these students on social media. I will not blah, 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 blah. This long and very professional form. I signed that form in August. I was posting my students from August to November on my Snapchat at recess. Someone I followed on Snapchat had to do something very sneaky, obviously. They didn't screen record my Snapchats, but they submitted videos of my Snapchat to the entire or to, um, I would say, I think it was the, um, not the dean of students, but the provost, one of the provosts of the college. And obviously these Snapchats were you know, funny and there were students at recess. But the biggest thing that I... Uh, my biggest mistake was posting them. I wasn't supposed to do that in the first place. You're never supposed to post students with their face, anything like that. Sometimes they sign forms so you can post them for educational reasons. But obviously at recess, what is educational about that, Jordan? So I was posting my students. Someone went behind my back who I don't know. I have an idea. I don't care. Whatever. They submitted it to the provost of the college. Mind you, this is a few weeks after I'm like, God, I'm on fire for you. I'm going to do whatever you tell me. I am submitted to you fully again, fully submitted to you again. And so life was going good, y'all. I was going to the internship, teaching my students to come back, having a great time with just living life and being connected with God and friendships and relationships around me. And I get a message, I'll never forget, in November, I get a message from the dean of the education department, who's in the chair, and all of you who are majors in, in, in school, you know that the chair of the department is very powerful, obviously. And she texts me, and I go to a small institution, or I graduated from a small institution. Let me slow down. I graduated from a small institution, so we had our professors' numbers. We, our, we had relationships with our professors. It was literally only eight people in my elementary education major. So we were very connected, okay? So I'm getting ready to lay down from a nap because I just had a rough day at school. And I get a message on a Thursday. I would never forget it. It was um, it was actually a Wednesday. And I got a message saying, Jordan, do not. And it, uh, yeah, I remember it was a Wednesday and we were going on a field trip on a Thursday, the very next day. I got a message from the dean and she said, Jordan, do not return to your internship until further notice. You have a meeting with me and the provost of the 
uh, whomever, the provost, on Monday at blah, 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 blah time. Text your mentor teacher and tell her you will not be at your internship for these next few days. So in my mind, I'm like, whoa, what you talking about? What just happened? So I'm trying to think of everything that I've done throughout my internship. I'm like, listen, I'm literally thinking to myself like, yo, I suck that bad. <laughs> like, I'm literally like, yo, what is going on? So I text her back and I'm like, man, I understand. And I just really can't sit in uncertainty for uh, 48 hours or it was literally not. 48 hours. It was longer than that. But I was like, I can't sit in uncertainty. Like, can you have give me an idea of what it's about? And she was like, I cannot express to you what this is about for I have to have witnesses, all this kind of stuff, y'all. So as you can imagine, as a college student, my heart was at my feet because I thought I did everything I was supposed to do and all that good stuff. And it went back to, so I went in my meeting I sat down with the professor and all them, and they literally handed me all these documents saying, we see someone, we see that you've been posting your students on Snapchat with inappropriate commentary, inappropriate captions, this, that, and the third, blah, 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 blah. Mind you, I don't cuss. So things that they were saying were construed, and it was, um, it, it wasn't, it was, it wasn't inappropriate as you may be thinking. Like it wasn't me calling somebody uh, out of a student out of their name. It wasn't me, you know, oh, all that good stuff. So bad stuff. So it wasn't what you think to that extent. However, I made a I made a mistake. I messed up. So in my meeting on that Monday, I'm talking with them or whatever. And they're like, um, so for the next few days, do not return back to your internship. Mind you, this is on a Monday. Do not return to your internship. Um, we'll figure out what we're going to do. Here is what we're going to do. This is our decisions. We have to come to a decision whether we're going to terminate you from your internship so you can no longer be in contact with the students, the school, the teacher, the principal, anyone. Or we're going to... Um, it could be a slap on the wrist. You just never know. And or we're going to terminate you for your entire internship. And on top of that, the internship was worth 12 credit hours. So it's highly likable that it's highly like. Wow, I can't even talk. It's likely that you will fail 12 credit hours worth of this entire internship and get terminated and be banned from the school and never have contact with anybody from the school ever again until you graduate. So I'm literally in that meeting like a deer in headlights. And I begin to weep, y'all, and not necessarily in a meeting, but when I left, I talked to a few people and I'm crying because I'm like, Lord, what in the world? When I think I am doing good, listen, Paul said it best, Evil is always present. And I felt like in that moment, evil was always present. And I'm going to take a pause and a commercial break right here and encourage somebody that when you think or when you try to do good, Paul said it best, that evil is always present. God, when I try not to fall in the trap or in the hands of the enemy, it seems like evil is always present for the women, even when I feel like I got 
got over that man. I got over, you know, what I like and my ideal of a man. Even when I get over that, it seemed like one still seemed to approach me. And for the men, even when I try to not go out and party and have a good time with my bros and my homies, even when I try not to, it seems like evil is always present. It seems like when I try to do good, there is evil knocking at my door. Sin is present. Sin is knocking at my door. So I don't want anyone to get discouraged in this moment that when you try to, that's how you know that you are doing good. That's how you know that the Lord is on your side. That's how you know you are in tune with him. That when you try your very best to do good, the enemy is going to throw every stone, every stumbling block, every hindrance, every trial, every tribute at you because he know, hey, you are doing good. So can I encourage somebody tonight that you are doing good? Continue to be that successful entrepreneur that you felt led to be. Continue to be that successful artist that you felt led to be. Continue to 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 um continue to go and do and and do your business and continue to whatever you felt led to do that is good. Continue to do it because guess what? There is sin. There is evil. It's always going to be present. This world is not perfect. Okay, switching gears. I'm going to go back, go back, go back. So I'm over here and I'm distraught, y'all. I'm like, what in the world is going to happen, Jesus? I'm trying to lean on you. I'm trying to trust you. So all of my friends know that when I went through this, I was very distraught. Like, my parents, I was calling them every day. I was calling my mentors. Shout out to my mentor. Y'all probably going to know her name by the end of this whole podcast when I'm done, whatever I'm done. Um, Miss Rebecca Tate, thank you to uh, my friends and my family, Prophet Bruce and all these people and Mission House, these same people that I keep shouting out every podcast. Pastor Anthony and Tony Smith, the same people I keep shouting out is because they were there literally every step of the way when I fell in a trap. So um, I'm not going to shout my friends out because it's too many of y'all, but I want to shout y'all out for real because y'all were there for me. I remember, shout out to my girl. I'm going to shout out Ajua for real, my girl from Ghana, because Ajua literally and Karen and Ambria Cat Shakira, Lyric. I'm going to shout all y'all out because, and forgive me if I miss you, but I remember walking into Karen and Ajua's, them, they, they had a room or whatever and all that. And I remember walking in and I, I specifically remember talking to Karen about it. And Karen is just confused and like, Jordan, you are still a student. You're going to mess up. This is wrong what they're doing, right? I walk into Ajua's room and I see Ajua and I just weep and I say, Ajua, it's over. It's over and I'm weeping and weeping because they made the final decision after several different meetings. They made the final decision to not only terminate me from my internship, but they also failed me for 12 credit hours. So that means my school is 43, about $45,000 a year. So divide that by two. I wasted that that semester. So you pull out your calculator, 45 divided by two. That's two. What you get? Come on. 40 divided by two is 20. So about 23.5, something like that. I'm doing that off the top of my head. Now I got to pull out my calculator and really do it. So I was literally wasting that much money, 22.5. I wasted 
basically $20,000 in one semester because they decided to terminate me and fail me for the internship. So everything, and I'm going to get to this, y'all, guess what? On top of that, I had only about two weeks left of the internship. So everything that I did for 12 to 13 weeks, is that right? Whatever. Everything I did from August to November was, guess what? Sucked down the drain. And so on top of that, I'm trying to move fast. I'm over here praying like, God, I need you. I need you. I need you. And sometimes I'm going to take a Another commercial break. My, If you didn't notice, my commercial breaks are encouraging nuggets. They're the jewels from this podcast. I want to encourage you that sometimes when you're crying out to God and you're like, God, I need you. I, I need help. And you may not hear him in that moment, but God is looking for the simple fact. Will you say that, Father, even in this, I am going to trust you? So I said, God, I'm hurt. Oh my God, y'all, I was so honest with God. I said, God, I'm hurt. I'm broken. I don't know what to do. I feel abandoned. I was literally blunt and honest with God. And I believe that God saw that and he was like, yes, that's what I need. God looks for the brokenness because he will turn a broken vessel. Hallelujah. He will turn something so broken and start creating something so beautiful. He is the master. He, I'm, I'm yelling in this mic, y'all, but I'm sorry. God is the master. He can create something so broken and create a masterpiece with it. You remember in the beginning of this podcast, I said God can take ashes and turn them into beauty. That's what he did. God took my brokenness and turned it into something beautiful, when I didn't see it yet, when I was never encouraged, when I failed, when I was broken, God said, I like what I see in you right now because you show me that you need me. You can't live without me. You show me that even when I take something so dear to your heart, you will lean on me. So how are you going? Yes, God is looking at your response. So can I encourage somebody tonight? How are you going to respond in those moments when God takes something so dear from you? How are you going to respond in those moments when God closes those doors in your face? How are you going to respond in that moment when God never give you what you want on the time you think you need it? Huh? Talk to me, somebody. So I went and I was weeping, I was crying. And then y'all, before I knew it, even though in the midst of trusting in God, I fell in depression. Even in the midst of trusting in God, I fell in doubt. Even in the midst of trusting in God, I fell. I fell. And I began to let the enemy's words beat me up. So on top of that, the words of humans was beating me up because I had people on a collegiate level, the administrative administrative level in the college, telling me, you are a bully. You can never, ever be in front of a child on my watch. You 
are you better never ever step foot on that elementary campus again until you graduate. You better cut contact with your mentor teacher. Everything she taught you, you better not ever talk to her ever again until you graduate. And on top of that, Jordan, guess what? You are the senior class president, but you just failed 12 credit hours worth of classes, which means you will not graduate on time. So guess what? We believe we should take the title as senior class president away from you. You will not be graduating on time. So guess what? Because you won't graduate on time, you won't speak at graduation. You got to take your title away. And this makes the college look bad, especially y'all. This situation got blown up so bad that they were like, we even got legal counsel involved, the president of the college involved, because ultimately they wanted to cover their butts. So imagine how a student in his last year of college who thought they were doing okay who made this simple mistake, I didn't make a mistake to the point where I neglected or took advantage or even went far enough that I committed a legal crime. I did not go that far. My mistake was not that deep. Yet my consequences, because of my actions, they didn't necessarily match in my eyes. But God was looking at Jordan. <laughs> Are you going to trust me in this fire with everything that's burning around you? Everything that feels like hell. I'm sorry. I said that so hard because it felt so hard. Everything that feels like hell. Are you still going to trust me? And I took the initiative to trust the Lord with all my heart. And lean not onto my own understanding. That's all I kept hearing. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. So I felt 12 credit hours. Yeah, guess what? I still graduated on time. I took four credit hours in December in a winter course. And I took 21 credit hours second semester of my senior year. It felt like before this pandemic, before I went online, those 21 credit hours felt like a breeze and I would never give myself credit. I would give it all to Yeshua because he got me through this. So Ken, before I close, cause I got a few more minutes, I want to encourage somebody that the Lord is going to get you through this. It may feel like hell. It may feel like you're going through troubling waters. It may feel like you may feel like Peter, you walking out on water, you doing good. But soon as you slightly take your eyes off him, you feel like you begin to sink and you begin to panic and you begin to get frustrated. But God wants to see how will you respond in those moments when you are panicking. And God looks at your response. He looks at your worship. He looks at your dedication and say, yeah, hey, this is my beloved child who I am well pleased. So I'm going to take a pause, y'all, and I want you to dissect all the things that I said. Yes, I heard God's voice. God told me to come out of the cave and stop living my life the way I did, and I stopped. But then again, my life seemed like it turned back into hell. So did this prophetic word that the Lord gave me, did it turn into hell? Like, did it cause hell in my life? No! But I will get more into that later. So now I'm going to talk about on my next podcast, I'm going to talk about 
why this internship made me fall into depression and how I overcame depression. So I'm going to give y'all some tips, baby, how to overcome depression because depression will literally suck the life out of you. Hallelujah. But I come against, I'm about to pray, every spirit of depression. I come against every spirit of insecurity, every spirit of doubt, every spirit of lack. And I believe that the Lord wants you to trust him. Even in those moments when it feels hard, even in those moments when you feel down, even in those moments when you feel neglected, God wants you to trust him. And I don't know if you feel the anointing as I do on the other end of this podcast, but I want you to be encouraged tonight that the Lord wants to see you trust him. The Lord wants you to hold your head up high, stick your chest out. Hallelujah. Stick your chest out and say, uh, if God be for me, who can be against me? So I believe that the Lord is going to do a great work, y'all. Listen, I failed. I messed up. I trusted God. And then hell came knocking at my door. But guess what I did? I still trusted God. So I want to encourage somebody to keep trusting him. Keep holding on and staying fast. Next week on our podcast, as I said, I'm going to talk about depression, how to come out of depression and give you a little key pointers. And I may do a little um, release my first Freedom Friday next week so we can talk about maybe your favorite recipe. Hey, I want you to follow me on all my social medias, Jordan Darasaw on Facebook, Instagram, the Jordan Darasaw. DM me, whatever you got to do, but I want to do something fun for Freedom Fridays. What do y'all feel like will be fun? I want to give relationship advice, give you recipes, whatever you want me to do. But I'm off this, Father. I seal that prayer in your blood that I pray that you will break the chains off your people in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, listen, I love y'all fam, and I'm glad you're listening to me. This has been incredible. Keep showing me love. The more you show me love, the more I'm going to be eager to keep releasing these podcasts. But consistency is key. I'm going to stop talking. I like to talk a lot. I love y'all, and God bless y'all. Good night. You're listening.